Vladimir Putin's most outspoken critic is now in a Siberian prison. Missing for two weeks, Alexei Navalny is, quote, doing well in a penal colony known as the Polar Wolf. That is according to his spokesman. The 47-year-old opposition leader is known worldwide for his protests of Putin, which he and his supporters suspect led to his poisoning in 2020. CNN's Nada Bashir has the latest on Navalny's new prison, which is nearly 2,000 miles from where it was held before. Well, news of Alexei Navalny's whereabouts has come as a huge relief after his legal team lost contact with the jailed Kremlin critic more than two weeks ago. But there is still deep concern over the situation he now faces after he was located on Monday at Penal Colony in northwestern Siberia, described as the Polar Wolf Colony. Now, in a statement on Monday, the director of Navalny's anti-corruption foundation said that Navalny's lawyer had been able to visit him at the penal colony, adding that this particular colony is one of the most remote, with conditions known to be harsh and restricted contact with detainees. Navalny was sentenced back in August of this year to 19 years in prison after he was found guilty of extremism-related charges. He'd already been serving sentences of 11 and a half years in a maximum security facility on fraud and other other charges and was believed to be held at a penal colony 150 miles east of Moscow until now. These are charges he and his legal representatives have consistently denied. Supporters believe his arrest and incarceration are a politically motivated attempt to stifle his criticism of Russian President Vladimir Putin. Navalny has, of course, posed one of the most serious threats to Putin's legitimacy during his rule. Known for organizing anti-government street protests and using his blog and social media to expose alleged corruption in the Kremlin. His incarceration has drawn widespread international condemnation. The White House earlier this month reiterating its call for Navalny's immediate release. Nada Bashir, CNN in London. All right, Nada Bashir for us. Thanks so much. And let's discuss, discuss this further now with Steve Hall. He served as chief of Russia operations for the CIA. Steve, thanks for making time today. It's nice to see you. Let's talk first about why they want to move Navalny and did move him to Siberia. You know, these camps, like the one that Navalny has been uh, moved to above the Arctic Circle, are some of the most harsh conditions that you can find in Russian prisons, and that's saying something. These are styled after or similar to the old gulag system that was present in the Soviet system. Some of these camps are so remote that they don't really even have walls or fences around them, because if you manage to get out from the warmth and food that at least you're provided in a prison, even if it's in a minimal sense, you just can't escape. So it's it's really not, these are not places where you could just, you know, order a deli sandwich or something like that. Very, very dangerous locations. Um, they have special winter protocols. It's just, it's really horrible. It's getting worse and worse for Navalny, which I think is interesting because it shows how much of a threat and how concerned Putin is uh, with a guy like Navalny. They have to move him that far into Siberia to make him that less accessible to everybody. That is such an interesting point that I was thinking about as you were describing it was exactly that, that clearly Putin still sees him as such a threat to continue to have to make things worse and even make him in a more or put him in a more remote place than he even was before. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the only other guy that comes to mind that you can sort of compare this to is, is, the, is the, the, the Russian who's now uh, in, in exile in, in London. This is Mr. Holodkovsky, who also decided, you know, many, many years ago to try to go up against Putin. But he didn't do it as effectively as Navalny did or didn't do it in the same way. I mean, Navalny is known by the Kremlin and by Putin and by Russians for exposing Putin's corruption, which is a, a real weak spot. 
We have elections coming up in March in, 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 in Russia. I'll, I'll put air quotes around that because there's no doubt as to who's going to win. But they are sensitive times for Putin. And he doesn't want people taking to the streets and Navalny not that far away to be able to, to, be able to sort of egg them on. Right, right. And the director of Navalny's anti-corruption foundation said that it seems that the colony was prepared for his arrival in advance. Uh, does that tell you anything about kind of their thought going into this, to your point about the timing of it all? Well, you know, there's, there, it was, there were some interesting things that went on. Uh, it, it, a while for Navalny's people to find him. Of course, it's, you know, if the Russian government doesn't want you to find something, it's, it's never easy to do it because there's simply no transparency. A lot of times prisoners are moved between these locations via train as opposed to airplanes. So sometimes it just takes a long time when you're traveling across Siberia to get to these places. Um, but yeah, if I were the director at that prison, I would be nervous because, of course, this is, you know, prisoner number one. This is the one that everybody is concerned about. So you've got to get this right. Doesn't surprise me that the government, you know, gave him a heads up so that they could make the preparations necessary to make sure that he is absolutely, Navalny, that is absolutely insulated and kept apart from any part of the Russian system at all. Mm. And and you describe just the incredibly horrible conditions uh, at, at a prison like this. We know that Putin is very threatened by Navalny. And we've seen the deaths of many other people who get in Putin's way or even just fall out of favor with him. What is keeping Putin from killing Navalny at this point? What is keeping him alive? Nothing absolutely is keeping Putin from, from killing him. As a matter of fact, of course, as you alluded to earlier, uh, Putin and, and the FSB, his internal security service, tried to poison him. Uh, and then uh, Navalny ma managed to make arrangements with international help to get out to Germany where he could be healed from that neurotoxin that was used against him. But he's now completely, completely at the, at the, at the mercy uh, of, of the Russian government and of Putin. And there's different, diff just different methodologies here. I mean, I think they're concerned that if, for example, he's killed outright at this point, if he is simply stabbed or somehow people will say, well, that was Putin's doing, they'd be absolutely right. It's almost more like Putin wants to sort of just wait him out, wait until his health deteriorates. Perhaps he picks up tuberculosis as he haven't already. And then there can be just simply an unfortunate demise, which looks a little better for Putin, at least in the face of, of Russians who are watching the situation. Mm. And, and just quickly before you go, is there anything that his team, Navalny's team, can do to help protect him at this point at all? You know, not really. The only thing that, that they can do that I think that they are doing, that they're doing a very commendable job, is to try to keep Navalny in the international limelight, because that at least at least might possibly moderate uh, Putin's actions against Navalny if he knows there might be some sort of international price to pay. But, you know, at this point, Putin's relationship with the international community is so low that you wonder how much protection that really is. Mm. All right. Steve Hall for us. Thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Sure. My pleasure. Mm -hmm.